Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season of the Witch Horror Podcast, where two English teachers discuss all the things in the horror genre that interest us. And tonight for episode eight, we're going to be talking about sleepaway slash summer camps and why would anyone ever want to run one, go to one, look at one, anything to do with one. one. (laughs) Yeah. Even look one up on the internet. We don't know. We're going to discuss these things and find out. Yeah. I am Leah. Hey, this is Elle. And um, just to start us off, have you seen or watched or experienced anything new in the horror genre recently? Uh, let's see. Um, well, okay. Are, do do you want to talk about Fear Street right now? Because Fear Street is probably the newest stuff I've watched. Yeah, let's. Well, we'll get into specifically to Fear Street seventy eight later. But yeah, okay. We, we can talk about it as a whole. All of them. So did uh, I. Yes. Yeah, we watched all of them, um, and I thought they were super fun. <laughs> yeah, they were fun, 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 fun. On Twitter, like there were some people kind of like uh, bagging on it a little bit, but then there yeah. were other people who were like just all in. And I think it just was a fun trilogy and like, that's what it was for. And so I like the way they interconnected it. It was, yeah. And some of the nostalgia was like a wee bit heavy handed or like displaced. Like the songs weren't, you know, wouldn't have happened yet. Like people were freaking out because the garbage song didn't come out till 96, but it was in the 94 movie. I think, Oh, I'm like, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Like (laughs) just whatever. It's not a historical film. You know, it's not Braveheart here. I, yeah, exactly. I had problems with the historical inaccuracy in Braveheart, but not, we're not talking Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. I thought they were super fun. Which one was your favorite? Um, I think, I think the middle one, actually. Me too. That was mine as well. Yeah. Um, Although I, I mean, I, I did, I don't know. I liked them all though. I thought they were really, I thought they were really fun. And I mean, yeah, there were some, you know, places where the plot was maybe a little thin, but yeah, it's just that again. Yeah. It's not, it's not meant to be Dostoevsky. No. And it, but even, even so like, the fact that they had like a queer main character and they showed right? her making out with her girlfriend. Right. I and, know. And, and didn't make the whole plot all about, I mean, in a way it was about homophobia, but it wasn't like them no, themselves it, didn't have a problem with it. It wasn't about that. Like it was everybody else's problem. Right. And right. like they had friends too that didn't care. I mean, like maybe yeah. that might have been unrealistic for 1994, <laughs> at least where I lived. But um, I thought that was cool for kids nowadays to see that and to have that in a movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And to not have like them be, I mean, she's a little bullied, but those kids from what was the other town? Not shady, shady sides, but sunny, sunny Dale or vale. something. No, sunny Vale. I kept thinking sunny well, they Dale were too, dicks of anyway. So of course they bullied her. Of course they did. Um, but like the the, people in their own socials to their greasers, you know. But the people in night shade or night signs or whatever, they were cool. I don't know. I liked that aspect of it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, I found and also the kind of in in a way you also yeah, there was like sort of like the social commentary of like, oh, look, you know, 
look who are the people who are the victims of these towns policies oh look it's you know generally it's the people of color it's the mm-hmm. you know it's the lgbtq people it's all of it's all of these sort of marginalized groups mm-hmm. that's kind of what shady sides right i'm probably saying the name wrong and not saying it right there's just so many name places with names like that i I'm know like, shelbyville was it the show <laughs> like i'm thinking of spring Springfield and shelbyville right you know no, um the third movie i did have it was hard watching them be so persecuted like i know i was like is, right? is the spooky stuff gonna happen because this is like like, like this feels like like i don't know painful mm-hmm. um and then the you know the 1994 kind of came back and i was like way more into it so yeah um yeah i liked him i thought they were good definitely yeah. worth watching if you haven't gone there yet it was a lot of fun yeah just don't be Super looking fun. for like perfection yeah i mean it's this, not perfect it's, yeah this is this is this is not a documentary uh <laughs> these are not you know 100 accurate you know things they're fun it's fun yeah. Fun. And it was Lee Janiak, I think, is the director. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. Yes, that sounds right, though. I think you're right. Anything else? Uh, what else? Didn't you watch something? We with... watched The Visit. That's... I watched that with, <laughs> with my 11-year-old, uh, who subsequently spent most of the night in my bed. But that's <laughs> That was a good movie, though. I know. I think that my husband's like, uh, this is a little scarier than I thought it was going to be. And well, it was awesome. surprisingly good. It was yeah. for yeah. a found footage movie. And like, I'm an M. Night Shyamalan apologist. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy M. Night. I, I, I do, too. I mean, <sighs> like, I, I get that, like, people are like, oh, my God, we get it. He does the twist thing. And, and he did get kind of arrogant. You know, and, and I, had his yeah. fall. Right. Whatever. Like, I think that the reason why it was surprisingly good was because it was sort of after the one with the trees that I did not see that everyone hated. The happening. Where, like, oh, the yeah, trees try to kill everybody. Which, I mean, doesn't sound like it would be that bad. But I don't know. I guess apparently it was horrible. Yeah. And then, you know, this was, I think, probably following that or following something else he did that pissed people off. Like, I'm not yeah. going to apologize for like Avatar. Like, I didn't see it. I'm not a fan of any Avatar stuff. Heard yeah. people hated it. But like his early horror <laughs> stuff, like, you know, like the village wasn't 100% successful. Would it have been better as like a half an hour or like 45 minute episode of some show? Yeah yeah maybe and i ivy liked and, it though i did i liked ivy and lucius were like oh, heart cool. eyes they were so sweet together and cute and it was a good story i just think maybe it could have been a little like this idea maybe didn't stretch to the full movie length but at any rate the visit i enjoyed it sure. too yeah and and i just think it's just what's scary about it too is because there, yeah there is no there is no supernatural element it's just you know people yeah being scary people doing scary shit yeah (laughs) doing hansel and gretel shit in the oven (laughs) oh fuck yeah could you you get in there and clean the oven what no you never get in there and clean the oven the answer is no that's why i read fairy tales i know not to get in an oven he's like i can't get in there you're small oh fuck 
That is so like just Hansel and Gretel, like hundred percent. That was meant to like trigger that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hansel and Gretel fear that we have. Hansel and Gretel is mentioned in the new nightmare too. Um, Wes Craven's new nightmare and Toby Hooper refers to it in one of the commentary tracks for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So Hansel and Gretel is like, you know, formative horror, I think for a lot of people. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have like abandonment by parents and cannibalism and, you know. And also, uh, you know, we're that whole sort of like, oh, it's it's a little old lady. You can trust a little old lady. What if she's a a fucking witch? Appearance is being deceiving. (laughs) What if she eats children? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think that people should eat children. I think it's a bad idea. No. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what we we started watching um that show evil on it's like a cbs show but i think actually it got dropped and then picked up by a paramount platform to continue with its third season oh okay and i actually we only watched a few episodes i started it and then um i thought my husband might actually like it so i rewatched those episodes and we really are into it so far Mm-hmm. And I really have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the demon sleep paralysis demon guy. I can't remember his name, George Roy, some name like that that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> and like, it, yeah, it is a name. Yeah. George. And it's, it like borders on like being stupid, but it turns out being creepy funny with the the dreams. Have you ever watched it? Nuh-uh. No, I'd, it's good. And then um, the guy who played Luke Cage is one of the main characters on it in the Netflix, Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he plays like a wannabe priest who's like training to be a priest that investigates to see whether they should perform exorcisms. And I'm like, have you You know what I take? (laughs) No, I take that back. I have seen like an episode. And then that creepy guy who was in Lost that's sort of playing like Kevin Spacey from Seven. He has like this, that kind of vibe. Um, and he plays like the, a court psychologist who may or may not be a demon. Um, who's like fucking everything up. And then there's this lady with these four daughters who are like a Greek chorus of daughterly screaming constantly through the, like, every episode. But I kind of like them. Whoa. So we, we've watched several episodes my favorite was probably the one with the Broadway producer. I liked that one. I liked the Halloween episode. I did not like the episode with the psychopathic little boy because I don't know. Creepy kids make me mad. Um, it's like <laughs> as the mother of two non-speaking children who are neurodivergent, I feel like those things perpetuate the stereotype of like silence or people acting weird as being a like equivalent with evil or badness. And I just feel like my kids have so many hardships in their life. They don't need more things to make people think they're weird. So I get kind of fussy about that kind of plot line. Mm-hmm. They're, not and, they're not at all creepy looking though. No, but you know, they'll they're stare really off cute. into space or, you know, the older, I call him the elder. He'll mm-hmm. do his, you know, chitter chatter and when he gets upset, he'll start shrieking out of nowhere. Like I guarantee you, if we were back a long time ago, there would have been an exorcist here. You oh know? yeah. 10 for 10. <laughs> yeah. So, 10 for 10. But I, I mean, mean, I my, probably my, would have been exercise, you know, like I mean, my problem yeah, my, my, mine too. Mine used to, you know, bonk up and down in the crib so much. They would like move it 
across the room. It would be like physically in a different place. In the neurotypical, what's that? I've never heard of that. She never heard (laughs) of. She's never been in this house before. Um, it's the Mariah Carey thing. I don't know her. Yeah, we were on that in that pipeline of getting one diagnosed and finding out like nobody here is neurotypical. (laughs) Right, (laughs) where you start going, yeah. One oh. diagnosis to everyone where in the house is where you're filling, where you're like filling out forms and you're all, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're like, taking all the old boxes. Oh, yep. Makes so much sense now. Like, oh. So that was the episode. I just went and read a summary of it and read the summary to my husband and we skipped that episode because why trigger yourself? Yeah. You know, like, no, nope, fuck that. Yeah. But it's enjoyable. I like it. I'm looking forward to watching more of it. Nice. And then I also watched a couple episodes of a show on Amazon called Dead House Dark that was kind of like budget Black Mirror type thing. Oh, okay. And it has like short little episodes of things that um, like dashboard cam, cell phone texting, that kind of stuff. Oh, God. Uh-huh. So the first one was actually pretty good. It was like a little ghost story about these girls. And for some reason they had a dashboard cam. I don't know why anyone would have one unless you were a cop. In which in case Russia, you should in have Russia one. is very common. In Russia, <laughs> everyone have dash cam. Oh, maybe they do in Australia. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have to tell you something about other in countries. Kangaroo. I don't know. Um, so that, that was, and then it kind of did like that, you know, that whole like blue whale game, like controversy that was going on. That wasn't real. I think. Did you hear about that? No. <laughs> so there are all these like warnings going out to parents, kind of like the Momo thing. Okay. Yeah. About some game where some like mastermind gets on the phone and starts like daring you to do stuff. And it like progressively gets crazier and crazier. And then like the kid kills themselves. And it was like supposedly things that were happening in like Brazil or like other places, but they couldn't like trace anything to it. It turned out it was kind of like an urban legend type thing. But there's been a couple movies that kind of took that. So this has one of those types of things. Okay. <laughs> it was pretty good though, about an athlete. And she had this like track coach that was like leading her through some virtual like training program, like having her do like worse and worse and worse stuff to show her commitment. Oh God. But it was interesting, Dead House Dark. Yeah. And then I think well, I'm reading a book that's about summer camps. So I don't, that's what I'm reading right now. I don't want to like get into that because we can talk okay. about that later so i'm reading that and i think oh i tried watching caveat on shutter i liked caveat see i think maybe i need to watch it, it when was, i'm in more of a mood to watch yeah it, it is definitely that way yeah you right because the the like atmosphere was great the sets were great like i was into it i had you have to suspend your disbelief that that guy would be willing to like put that harness on right <laughs> If you haven't I know, seen I it, all, I was like, bro, this you guy... have to be broke ass if you agreed <laughs> to this. He has like no money. He has no memory. Like his memories are bad. He doesn't remember things. And this guy who says he was his friend says like, hey, I have a job for you. Like you can go to like my niece's island, this house yeah. that's on an island. And actually doesn't even tell him that. He just says, can you like kind of babysit my yeah. young woman it's just niece. for like a couple days yeah keep her company like she's mentally disturbed or you know has mental a mental illness problem her dad just killed himself her mom went missing she just needs someone to check in with her so he's like all right 
And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So he like, shows up, whatever. Yeah. He gets paid. So he shows up yeah. and it's like a rowboat practically to this Island in the middle of the lake in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, I can't swim. And then they get to this like house. That's like, just, it looks like the water is just like taking it down. Like it's, it just uh-huh. looks wet and mildewy and gross. And yeah. Um, and everything is like weird there. And then he's like, oh, you have to put this leather harness on. That's a chain. And that means that you can't get into her room at night because she has this fear that someone's going to come in her room and attack her. So to make her feel totally safe, you have to be chained up wearing this harness. And he's like, okay. He's kind of, and at that point he's screwed. Like there's, yeah. there's you know, it's like, he's not, how is he going to get back? He needs yeah. this money. He like, isn't he like just out of jail or something or a mental hospital or something? I don't know. I wasn't paying. That's the problem is I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I think I was like reading something at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's great as far as like the spooky atmosphere. atmosphere. And then there's a toy rabbit. Oh, that fucker. What (laughs) is that? That's why I watched it. Right. It's like a toy rabbit with like. It actually it's, looks a lot like the white rabbit from the American McGee's Alice games. I don't know if you played them, but uh-uh. looks a lot like the the madness continues white rabbit or maybe the first one, but it's got like people doll eyes yes. on its like rabbit toy body. And it like, you know, yeah, it's no, it's scary. Yeah. I'll try watching it again. It's no boy now. So that was <laughs> <laughs> what I've experienced horror wise. I wish I was reading more. I just can't like get that ball rolling. I know I read right now. I've got too many things. I started reading um, Annihilation and I I do want to finish that. I haven't finished it yet, but I would like to finish that. And it's, it's, it's trippy. It's definitely trippy, but it's interesting. Because you're movie. just trying to figure out, you know, see, I haven't even seen it's the, the movie, same. So I don't even know. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's very different from the book. In fact, I've heard that it is, but it's it's pretty oh, yeah. trippy. Yeah. The beginning isn't. And then you get to like the end and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and and you kind of, yeah. And you're kind of getting that in the, in the story too, where you're like, yeah. well, you're like, is this going to be like a 2001? It, oh my God, it's full of stars thing. What the fuck? And then there's like oh. the... The doubles, which like during the doppelganger, our doppelganger podcast, we could have talked about Annihilation, but I didn't want to rewatch it Fair, and you hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And I just don't like Natalie Portman. I love Natalie. (sighs) So you can watch all the Natalie movies because she just brings me out of it. Like brings me out. Other than that one where she played Susan Sarandon's daughter, which was okay in that. Shouldn't bring me out of it. I could actually see her playing the ballerina. Wait a minute. What about the professional? I never saw that. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! I did okay. see the the creepy one where that uh, was Timothy Hutton or something was it he in it? He like plays that guy that has like I don't know like a weird relationship with her when she's like a teenager. Beautiful girls. Did you see that? I had Rosie oh, O'Donnell the- and Uma, Uma Thurman. Thurman? Yeah. Um. I forgot she was even in that. Yeah, and like she was like his soulmate, and it was creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, like, why are you writing this fifteen-year-old girl as your soulmate? Not, I mean, it's not the character's fault; it's the yeah. writer's fault. Yeah. Like, what a weird thing to do. What What about What about Garden State? I did not like it, but I did see it after all the hype. Oh, and I didn't like his character. It just seemed like. 
kind of whimstery. And then like, I don't know. I, th- I think I saw it after too much hype, I think is the problem. Okay. So like, it just, you know, mm-hmm. you you can't go into something that's been hyped up a lot mm-hmm. and not end up yeah. just kind of being overly critical. It's kind of the same problem I have with Donnie Darko. I <sighs> saw it at the wrong, like way after mm-hmm. and it had been like built up to me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to go into it with an open mind. I think when you have that build up. Yeah. But going into the, our summer camp, a non-graceful segue there into summer camp um, <laughs> question. Have you ever been to summer camp? Like a sleepaway camp? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. You did? Oh, yeah. I thought Gro- you had it for some reason. Oh, no. Okay, tell growing, me this experience. Growing up, we went to church camp. Every- oh, wait, wait. Yes, you did say that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you went to sleepaway church camp. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound so good. I'm trying to think, God, how many years we did that? So many. Did anything scary happen? I think I probably went did probably went there like eight or nine years consecutively. <laughs> did you have any scary experiences? You know what? No. <laughs> There's no, not even any least... like horrible bullying going on because it always looks like that in movies. Yeah, no, you know what? It was, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty calm. I mean, obviously there's all these sort of like Jesus-y indoctrination stuff, which in and of itself is frightening. Um, But in terms of, you know, was I worried that someone was going to, you know, stab me in the shower? No. (laughs) Did I think there was impale you with, impale you with a curling iron? (laughs) Exactly. Wasn't worried about that. Um, you know, and yeah, the only thing you were really scared of is, you know, the devil because, because that's real. Everybody in my area went to like Lake Hume or something, but it was like all the popular Christian kids would go to some camp at Lake Hume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was never a Lake Hume girl. <laughs> like, yeah. This was, this had a, this was up on invited. mountains and it had a lake and all that stuff. I did go to Girl Scout camps, but they were like camp outs with, you know, like either at the beach or in a soccer field with other Girl Scout troops Mm -hmm. or at Glen Helen National Park for the Diamond Jubilee. My Girl Scout troop was never that. We were. No, we did everything. We were always camping. Or we go to Camp Sherman, which is the Girl Scout camp in our area mm-hmm. for like a weekend retreat. But I never yes. kind of thought about it, but I was such a highly anxious child and adolescent that there's just no way I would have gone. My best friend went to sleepaway camp. I was very jealous because she made all new friends. I was scared she was going to get eaten by a bear. Mm-hmm. So that was hard, but she enjoyed it. <laughs> and she was not eaten by a bear. She was not. I'm actually going to go see Willow in the park with her. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just, I mean, yeah, we did that. And then when our kids were small, we used to go with a bunch of our friends to like a family, you know, like family camp. So you were actually, um, you know, and that was actually fun. That sounds kind of fun. It was fun because it was not, you know, there was no like, church affiliation or political affiliation yeah um you know anything like that um 
and that was and that was fun especially when all of our kids were like small you know so i mean like when we the i think the first time we the first time we went i think my youngest was still like in a pack and play you know like mm-hmm. baby and i think we went for like i don't know probably oh gosh was that up where i went to school past okay yeah you said something about the the bar yes. on campus that one time yep 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 um but yeah so it was uh but that was you know super fun and not scary i did go to sixth grade camp too which is on a real <gasps> camp yes play you know like it was a camp like an actual camp you go to but you just go there for a week and so we did stay Out, in the yeah, outdoor camp yeah, yeah outdoor did, education yeah. Outdoor they didn't want us to call it they didn't want us to call it sixth grade camp or outdoor like they, science camp they wanted us to call it outdoor education um oh. but it was cool because we got snow it was up, up in the mountains and um we stayed in cabins so there was that kind of i got that experience of like staying in yeah. a cabin you know it was yeah. cool and then eating in the the commons and having to like sing the dumb songs they made us sing yeah and the, the weird powdered milk they make us drink Ew. but so our experience is fairly vanilla yeah Nothing, compared to yeah. the horrors of what is in every movie that involves a camp although there are some good feel-good camp stories true we're not concerned with those right now no the ones that stick out are like the friday the 13th the burning you know things oh, like that so many there's right? so many so just really briefly the burning did you ever see that one is that the one with um oh dang it jason alexander Oh, okay. No, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> Young Jason Alexander. Oh my God. From Seinfeld fame. No. Um, this is 1981 oh. movie. Oh, he's a and baby. it's yeah, he was. He still looked exactly the same though. And <laughs> oh, it's really weird to think of him as Stucky from Pretty Woman too, where he's like the creepy <sighs> friend that like tries to get on yeah. Viv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that one it's fun for the like camp counselor campers interactions and stuff. It's pretty typical. It's it's a fun enough movie, but yeah. Um, it, you know, it's sort of typical of that type of movie where there's just seemingly no adults. Cause the adults aren't really adults. Yeah. And they're like escaping on like the river they end up on like a raft. I don't know. Just typical plot. Um, it's, it's notable for Jason Alexander, I think mainly. Yeah. Was that like his first film? I don't know. I think there's some other people in that that are like fairly famous too now. I don't think it was his first film, but. But it was um, definitely early. Yeah. Early, early 1981. 81, I mean. Yeah. That that was, that was a hot minute ago. And then you have Friday the 13th, which I've just never really been a Friday the 13th gal. I have not either. I'm a Halloween gal. Thank you. Yeah. Not as into the Friday the 13th movies. But the yeah, first one, I, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah, exactly. Like the first one, I'm all, oh, I get this. I can appreciate the yeah. little twist. Oh, all right, I get it. Yeah. But, and then I just lose interest. I'm like, what's happening with Laurie Strode? <laughs> exactly. Um, so we didn't really want to get too into Friday the 13th. Just acknowledge that it exists. It's an important camp based movie. Exactly. I'm sure I, their entire podcast just. Oh, dedicated. for sure to the friday the 13th franchise for sure um i think the reason why these movies come up is that it's like 
the bacchanal of like being parentless and free for a summer and you're you're kind of somewhat in control of your own destiny as a kid and the counselors are all kind of in that same boat like free from you know school or whatever else they do in their their normal time so it kind of becomes this like teenage bacchanal of like sex and drinking and yeah all the things that teenagers might want to get up to if parents weren't around. And I've like, I've even talked to a friend that she would go to camp every summer. I think it was like, um, I don't know, some sleepaway camp she'd go to. And she said, that's why she liked it. Not because of like sex and drugs and everything, but that I know of, she didn't get into details, <laughs> but she just liked being independent and making her own choices and right. getting to pick what activities she wanted to do and just not right. having someone kind of breathing over her neck you know, right. a lot. So I think that's why these movies exist and then you add in that whole like morality tale aspect of like then you're going to get punished for being free for doing those things right yeah you can push the envelope a little bit but if you push it too far you're fine yeah super i think that's why these exist and then it's just a scary idea being away from home it's nerve-wracking and then like i think like sometimes the camps look creepy especially if they're abandoned abandoned places look creepy abandoned camps look creepy it's a good place to film at there's lots of good photo ops Mm -hmm. there's lots of good kill ops at a camp because you've got like archery and swimming and boats and you know (laughs) there's so many ways that you can die yeah so it makes sense (laughs) that these movies exist um so i think we should talk about the weirdest one in existence (laughs) possibly Sleepaway awesome. Camp, 1983, oh Robert Hiltzik. Written and directed by. Have, had you seen it before now? Um, I think maybe I had seen part of it once years ago. I think I watched, I definitely watched it for the first time as an adult. I was not a kid. No. And what's interesting though, is like, I am right the age these kids would have been like at the, and I'm like, Yeah. I'm looking at like what they're wearing and oh, I see. I'm like I'm not my math is like that meme of that lady doing math. <laughs> yeah, it's real. We no, yeah, like the the about? age of the kids. Like, yes, at the gotcha. camp mall. Oh my, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh that one over there. Yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> the little <laughs> short op shorts and oh my god. Yeah, I'm it's kind of like, like my brothers. Did you ever wear dolphin shorts? Do you remember those? My brother did. The, they were like nylon. No, I had, I had, I had some. <laughs> No, I did have dolphin shorts. I think that my brother had the ones that were like because he was big into running. Yeah, they had the half you know, color, like a harlequin. Well, no, well, yeah, there, there were those. Yes, I had some of those. Um, but the ones that the guys wore for running were were like barely even shorts. Yeah. Like it was like they like had there was like no seam on the side. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. They were bananas and you're like, holy. And you could see their bananas probably. Oh yeah. Running around in those shorts. Or, Ugh, you, not could, or you could see good. the like strap of their jock strap. Yeah. I wore them, but I was in kindergarten. I got them in a bag of hand-me-downs, but they were yeah. like apparently against the dress code at my brother's high school because boys kept pantsing girls in them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah also penny loafers when I was in first grade to have Basswegian penny loafers was like I that trickled down to first grade. Yeah. I did I too. Hurt my feet. 
And well, I, my, I broke those fuckers. In <laughs> my best public. friend had <clears throat> red corduroy knickerbockers that she wore with them. And I was like, she is a badass, And I want some red corduroy knickerbockers ASAP, God but damn. I did not get them. God Don't damn. they sound amazing? Red yeah. corduroy. And then she wore like a little Victorian shirt with like the bow, the, the pussy bow. That's what it's called. The bow, you tie around your, <laughs> the bow that you wear around your neck that a shirt uh-huh. ties with. It's called a pussy bow. Pussy like wow. as in wow. a kitty cat. Yeah. That's what it's wow. called. Look it up. Pussy bow. <laughs> Maybe type in fashion with it when you're looking it up just in case. <laughs> but that is the name of it. I'm like, I don't need to be put on a watch list. I you know those, those, you know, the floppy tie bow. No, you know, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And I can, I can totally see why it's, why it's called that. Cause I can picture all the little cartoon cats and things like that with little bows, but yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so sleepaway camp. We can give you like a brief summary. There's going to be spoilers abounding. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm just going to kind of go through the. I, do we want? Do we want a summary, or do we just want to like kind of just go let's through. go through it because you have notes, tell, right? Like, and I can just tell the chip in. Story. Yeah, because wow. So you get. I mean, if you haven't seen it, probably don't listen to us because if you're going to watch it. Yeah. there's a big spoiler there's a big spoiler um do we, now do we yeah do we want to we have to talk about the spoiler if we're gonna talk do about you want to talk about it up front is my question um no let's just go with the order these are okay. things we probably should have discussed before we <laughs> started this is organic it is this is organic this is what oh. you're here for That's help right. you wash your dishes and fall asleep <laughs> exactly um see that big stack of dishes listen we're going to talk about sleep boy camp. <laughs> all right okay. so you kind of lead this narrative because you saw it most recently yes so we've got like yeah the and, and the whole movie is i think it's like an hour and 20 minutes it is it is you know pretty short um so it Oh, second here. My computer's doing a thing. Oh, there we go. Um, and we've got this, you know, sort of, yeah, empty looking summer camp. You see all the empty cabins, empty field. Um, you've got a little sort of like background noises of like, you know, football games passed and all that, all that crap, right? Um, and then the the for sale sign, right, across like Camp Arawak. Um and so, you know, and, and you're not really sure, sure where anything is going at first. You're like, okay. <laughs> and we're like, all right. Um, but then, and then we cut to what's supposed to have been like eight years before. So this is, you know, 1975 and you've got, and that's where you've got the, the dad, you see what, what looks like, um, a, a dad and two, two little kids, a boy and a girl on one of these little tiny sailboats that seem to be only in, in movies that are on the East coast. Do those little tiny sailboats you know exist what? on the West coast? I did Girl Scout sailboat lessons. Do you, think, just, do you know how to sail one of those things? No, but I took lessons. Okay. We did canoeing, rowing, and sailing. And the boats that you used for rowing, you could convert to those little sailboats. Oh. And they were like a Girl Scout property at the harbor 
Is so, this why they tip so easily? Because it's like a canoe that's been converted? Well, it's not a canoe, but like you'll use but, it for rowing. Or, but yeah. um, I don't know. They're just little. I remember because yeah, it's a real teeny. The cadet who was in charge of teaching us, that's what they called them. Mm-hmm. I remember her yelling at one of the girls to sit down and like people would fall in like, you know. Yeah. Because they were yeah, like, it seems, yeah, it seems like around. you were, right. Yeah. It seems like it'd be real easy Rock to ass over yeah. tea kettle, right? Um, so which is, which is what you have. You've got this, you know, th- this dad and these two, these two kids, boy and a girl. And they're, you know, and they're just kind of messing around. They've all got these really New York accents, which is something I don't know. With like a little kid, oh my god, you <laughs> sound why like that's... an adult. It's oh funny. my god, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like when you hear a kid with a really posh British accent, and you like, right, and they you sound adorable, like, and you're like, what? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, um, you know, like, quit, quit rocking the boat, you know, and you're like, oh my god. And isn't there there? There's the other man that's like waving from the dock. Yeah, he's like, he's hey, like, it's time to come in. We've got to yeah. go. You know, such and such is waiting, and they're like. Oh yeah. The doctor's on their way on her way. Yeah, she's waiting and, and stuff. And you're like, okay, whatever. But you get all right, they're they're supposed to meet somebody, they're gonna be coming in. They're yeah. not super far out anyway. And then there's this total dumbass. Oh my god. <laughs> this okay, and here's the other thing, right? This is what I noticed. I'm like, wow, you can tell that just the world was not the litigious place that it is now. Yeah, there's this right? dumbass kid. This dumbass kid and this dumbass bitch, <laughs> right? Who dumb are, girl that's with have him. another dumbass kid who they're trying to teach how to water ski, right? Yes. Um, and I was just like, um, why? I'm like, why are why are teenagers teaching other teenagers to water ski? And that's they're like, not- are they like? She's like begging him to let her steer the boat the girl well yeah and so the one guy you get the idea okay he's a counselor this other the the girl is just a camper yeah and she's she, like come on let me drive the boat you know and stuff and he's like i'll lose my job and she's like no one's gonna see you know and typical typical bullshit right and she's like i know how to drive one of these things and the poor girl who, who does you know doesn't even fucking want to water ski anymore right yeah, she's, she's like, trying to warn them here we go yeah and there you know <laughs> he finally gives in lets her drive the boat and yeah and of course she's not paying attention and the poor water skiing girl is like there's a boat because yeah they're careening right why is she the only one that notices when they're in the front of the boat like also were they making out like why don't i don't they, know they and don't also look ahead? why doesn't she just fucking let go yeah, because if she goes down, they're going to go, oh, and they're going to turn around. They're going to loop around to come get that's what you do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not because, I mean, they weren't fucking paying attention. So but long story <sighs> short. Right. Yeah. This camper, you know, she looks up and like and the counselor guy tries to take control of the wheel, of course, hits the throttle because always you have to hit the throttle and wham and they wham into this little sailboat this dad and these two kids you know and you see the you know of course there's screaming and you see the floating you know life jacket and it's all chewed up and you're like oh well this is bad um, and it moves forward in time yeah Wait, did, all- when, when were the flashbacks that they had to the two guys in bed yes, when did that happen that's also but that is um later we where we okay come, where we come to that too and you're like what is happening yeah so you get the you're in the present day and there's this like crazy ass woman who is like kind of looks 50s ish 
she looks like she has escaped from like a 1940s MGM film. Yeah, and she talks really she strangely. She talks like that, like that strange kind diction. of Catherine Hepburn, like Mid Atlantic, like right? No, because like that's how they used madcap heiress. Yes, <laughs> because they used to like because all of the all of the Hollywood you know actors and actresses used to take diction lessons Mm -hmm. and that that's why there is that weird accent you know that's just it isn't regional it's literally just like diction coaches but this woman has it yeah where she's like oh yes that wouldn't do you know and all this stuff and she's real fucking out there she's wild and she's a doctor of what what? this is what i want to know of fucking what a doctor weird doctor of and we never find that out no and so she's sending her son ricky off to summer camp Mm -hmm. and she his cousin angela and he's she's lives with them and she signed all the paperwork she signed their their physicals that they oh i've got all your paperwork here's your physicals we're going you know they're going to camp and they're She's going like, my to- my my we wouldn't want that to tie a little string around my finger oh my god like yeah no she's <laughs> she's so weird yeah i'm like, like yeah i can see why they're like going to camp they're, they're probably like, okay and angela is like pathologically shy right played by little felissa rose she's, she's very amazing. very very shy okay is she not like doesn't she look like she's a, a kid sarah silverman yes she does now that you mention it like so much and she she looks like a little deer like a little gazelle with her big eyes like caught in the headlights yeah so they did a good job casting her and she's good though because she really actually does like convey a lot of different emotions just yeah yeah she's yeah no she was she was on it um so yeah so now we have yes dr dr martha thomas is sending her son Ricky and you know Ricky's cousin Angela who's basically they're are they the same age yeah I think or, so. or within a year or two um and Angela to camp and we're so we put this together oh okay Angela is the the little girl from the boating accident okay she survived she got and, taken in by her and her has aunt. been taken in by by the weird aunt and you know her cousin who seems okay but the aunt is fucking weird and Mm -hmm. and angela yeah seems quiet but you're like well ricky's nice he's protective of her yeah he seems yeah he seems pretty pretty chill um and here's my here's my question though right because presumably like angela has been living with them ever since this accident right Mm -hmm. how is it that she hasn't gone to this camp before I guess she was too shy to go and she just never wanted to. I guess. Did they just decide that like this now's is now's the it. time. I, now's the time to go. I now's don't... the time. Puberty is starting. Let's get you off to camp. I know. Seems I was like, it would be the worst time considering right? what you find out about Angela. No shit. Or actually about anybody that age. Go. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> so they go to camp and yeah. when they get there, it's sort of like this loving montage of the beginning of camp. Um, of the kids all arriving and getting off the buses and then like starting the camp up but then you get this like pervert but, but there's such an undercurrent yes of this just like pervy <sighs> nastiness like there's this i don't know if he's a cook or like he's like a kitchen guy oh and he, he's like party. talking about about how like 
he, like basically like he just wants to fuck all these little girls it's so do, gross do you know what he, he, okay there's a he line. talks about them being he like says, he bare, goes, hairless or something yeah he goes where i come from we call them baldies oh yes and i was like huh? I and then like, oh and then the people God, that are with him it. like the other workers are kind of like ew bro but they're not like call the cops or anything <laughs> like, no like they're, they're just kind of like dude you are out of line and then they just like pat him on the back and like walk away but they're, they're not like, like yeah although but you know i was thinking about that too because i'm like you know what though he's white and the rest of like the kitchen staff are black interesting and i wonder they, i mean they i mean I, there's there's a there's power, a power dynamic structure. absolutely even though the head chef is black he's in charge there's still that racial power dynamic for sure yeah. and like back then you know like maybe i don't know i was like four how old was when this came out i was older than four but i was seven yeah. like uh-huh. things were a little bit more like loosey-goosey back then oh yeah like, for sure i mean but even so like i'm going okay there's like they don't have enough staff they don't know what the <laughs> is going on like kids are just running off these buses and are just like Ooh. and i'm like there's no check-in t- what the fuck is i that? would have hated that I have to tell you, uh-huh. like I joke about like, why would I even want to go to summer camp? Like I remember being in seventh grade and we had, we had this yearly magazine sale that they still kind of oh. do. They've changed it because no one buys magazines anymore. But when no. I first started teaching the magazine sale was still a thing and they'd give out weeples. Do you remember those little weeple furry things with the feet? Oh yeah. I like call them that, but yes. Pom-pom with the eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. They call them weeples. Do you know and how many of those I have made? They were like the prizes that you got. And then you got like mm-hmm. feed the weeples and they give you candy and you'd get those sure. for certain magazines. So anyway, mm-hmm. the ceremony is really just meant, or the assembly was meant to like jack everybody up and get them all excited about the magazine sale fundraiser. And I remember they were like throwing money out into the audience, to the kids. And I was standing in the back of the multi-purpose room next to the teachers, just like shaking my head, like what the fuck is the matter with these people? Like they're doing this for a dollar bill. Like I was not having it. That chaos. And they're like, why is this little girl like 65 years old? Yeah. That ca- I happening I'm a chaotic being. I don't need to involve myself in external chaos as yeah. well. Like yeah. there's enough chaos internally with me. To, yeah. I need I a very organized situation, not children running amok. Yeah. I'm that would have been like yeah. my worst nightmare. Oh, God, I'm not down for that. Yeah, I'm all, oh. so we like, did. This our- is not oh. how we check into events. This is not how we fucking do it. <laughs> um. So yeah. So already we know that like yeah the the it's not safe. Is, but yeah, and like the guy who owns the camp. Oh God, what he's is? A- oh, he's gross too. He's just like Mel. That's it, Mel. He's just like yeah, yeah. He's out there like with his you know with his cigar, and you can tell he's just about. He like, seems like he'd be money. involved in the mafia somehow. <laughs> Yeah, like like this is somehow like a money mafia camp or something. Or something. He's just <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem, you know, and you can just tell like he's gonna do the cheapest shit possible. Yeah. Right. He's that dude. And you're like gross. And then there's like um, a very earnest, very um like short shorted earnest oh my but short shorted like head camp counselor that was I literally have this in my notes. It says I put Ronnie actually seems nice, but oh my fucking God, what is he wearing? <laughs> there's Ronnie and then there's one girl who's nice. Yes. And then and, the rest and of everybody Ron, else and are all bitches. Clearly, you know, a bodybuilder. 
I yeah. mean, from the word go, because yeah, I'm like East was, coast, like you can, you can tell what side Ronnie's dressing on, you know, that yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, we're wearing it to the left today. Thanks, Ronnie. Um, Paul D'Angelo. Like, oh my God. Paul. I bet he get called Polly. Polly. He's a Polly. He's I can't do the Paulie. accent. He's Polly. But he definitely was. Oh my God. And he seems very nice. He's yeah, like he was, Ange- and he's like Angela. Huh. Yeah, I love the way they all say Angela. Angela. Sorry for any East Coast listeners. We're I'm totally stupid. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but you can make fun of our California accents all you want. I sound vo- like Cher from Clueless. It's fine. And our vocal fry and whatever. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like oh okay. So yeah, we do have like Ronnie seems nice. And they're the one, the one girl counselor, uh, was it Susie? Yeah, Susie. she got big eyes. Yeah, she seems nice. Um, the other girl's counselor, Meg, fucking bitch. Oh my God. Yeah. Meg sucks. Awful. Right away. You're just like, oh my God. You're like, she is here to boss around children. She's, she's like she's Parker Posey's character person. from Dazed and Confused. Where she's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, where she's like, all right, you freshman okay, bitches. Freshman. Yeah, this is how it's going to be. And you're like, Fuck. all right. She's and total like, prototype for Parker Posey. And uh, yeah, you're right. Confused. You're right. I had not thought of that. But yeah, absolutely. And, and then you have her, like, her younger counterpart, Judy. We get to meet the infamous oh Judy, who was Ricky's flame from the previous summer. But she's got boobs now. She's got so, boobs. I, I wrote she, down she has boobs now, Ricky. She's not into you anymore. Yeah, she's she's got her eye on some, you know, shorter because shorts. Because the, old, the older guys are looking at her now. The older guys apparently there's like 20-year-old like, oh, campers at this camp. <laughs> oh shit. Some of these boys, I'm like, what? I, yeah, there are a lot of things where I'm like, these are not age groups that should be together. They yeah. should not all be in one camp. Because you have yeah and there's like no there's no organization like it is crazy i don't know if if this is how summer camp was in the 70s or early 80s then like thank god y'all are still alive (laughs) right i mean although it wouldn't surprise me they're just roving they're like roving in packs like wild dogs around this camp the kids like the boys are all like lighting farts and like like (laughs) doing all sorts of crazy stuff and just roaming around torturing each other it was like like yeah. but the, and then they're like they're the actors are genuinely like middle schoolers but also there's like they are yeah actors that are like college aged there too i don't know if they're supposed to all be counselors or what the deal is but it's weird and yeah. they're all wearing sh- the shortest shorts like the dudes oh like, but but no that is the what i mean that is what people wore like crop I mean, tops, short shorts and crop tops. Oh my god! They were like wearing like Christopher Maloney photo shoot, not from interview in magazine. Crop tops, boys in crop tops. Yeah, they had the like crop top muscle tees and like tiny little short oaky shorts. And there is this and like tube socks. Yeah, extended tube socks. baseball playing scene that's like lovingly filmed that has no plot purpose and goes on for way too long, where the camera is yeah. just lingering on these young male yes. bodies. It's very strange. Yeah, I and you're like, oh, oh, okay. I don't know what's going on. Honestly, here. I think honestly, I think they were just going. We need some more minutes here. Yeah, you know, let's do baseball. I could, I, I could be right. But so, so through so through through all of this though, so like you know, it's like the first couple of days, and yeah, people are kind of settling in. Um Angela's uh, except, not doing except great. For, except for Angela, right? She doesn't like because, to talk. 
at all. Yeah, and they're mean to her real, because and of it. she's real she's real quiet um and and it's not and i think part of it too though is that you know when people talk to her it's not like she looks away she just she just returns their gaze but says nothing yeah <laughs> and this affects different people in different ways um it's so trippy. So it's sort of like we've got, you know, it's it's like the thing, it's the thing that continually is like creating problems for her. Judy does not like it. Oh my God. Queen B does not like it. Does not like it. It offends her and her new boobs. Oh, absolutely. It They're really all offended. <laughs> it really fucking offends Meg. Meg hates her. Mm-hmm. The nice counselor with the big eyes tries to be nice and like yes and the other girls don't really seem to follow along making fun like no, none of them really stick out other than judy and yeah meg. but then but then judy but but then meg is in like a place of power and is and you're like oh my god yeah. and she's like absolutely aggressive and you're like what the hell is going on with her yeah she's terrible so yeah she's horrible so you know so angela's kind of doing her best and um the thing where angela nice- doesn't want to Oh, sorry. I was going to say when Angela doesn't want to play volleyball, she just stands there and the ball like, oh yeah, that's like yeah. me anytime anyone plays volleyball. She's like, no. And like, you know, they, they know, they realize she hasn't really been eating. So like the, the nice guy, Ronnie is like, Hey, come on, you know, and I'll, I'll take you, you know, let's, let's go to the kitchen. Let's find something, you know, that you can eat. Cause he knows that she hasn't been eating. Right. But of course in the kitchen is creepy you know Artie. creepy cook Artie. Right? yeah and and of course you know we have ronnie gets called away you know a phone call or something and you know and Artie's like yeah let's let's go in the walk-in and you're like oh jesus christ yeah you're like this girl's been back here like two minutes and he's like legit ready to molest her. He's like unbuckling his pants. And you're like, yeah, it's Holy disgusting. Fuck! And you're like, oh my God. But and luckily, the cousin saves the day. Ricky shows up, is like, what are you doing? You know, and, and, you know, Artie like thumps that kid. He like thumps Ricky, right? He's like, you didn't see anything. And it's like, so you've got Ricky and Angela come running out of this, you know, fucking walk in. The owner of the camp is standing right there. Everybody can tell what just happened. And it's not like this guy has not molested plenty of girls before. Everybody knows that he's, and like, and he does nothing. The camp owner does nothing. Mel's just like, and he's just like, and he's just like, oh, I must have scared him. And you're like, what in the fuck? We all know. And yeah, just nothing happens. And you're like, oh my God. But then. You get the like first person the payback POV shot of um I think the the head cook is in there boiling some water for some what corn Corn. okay and also this is the largest fucking pot (laughs) I've ever seen so tall it's so tall it's the tallest it has to be the most inefficient way to cook corn I think I've ever seen. I don't think like you need a has... stool to like to be able to look inside this pot. <laughs> second pot was like three feet tall. It's like easily a yard. <laughs> Surprised you noticed that too. <laughs> and I was like, 
How would you, <laughs> how would you even, what the fuck? How would I you mean, even, wasn't anyway, there a whatever. stool involved in this scene? Like, did yes, they literally he gets, have on, to a, he gets on a chair because he's got the water in there and he's, you know, salt in the water, uh, before, you know, to get the water to boil so he can put the corn in. Right. And, and everybody else is, you know, left to go out to it's like after, I don't know if it's the after the lunch thing or whatever. And he's like, Yeah, I'll be there. I just gotta do this, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you see hands grab that chair and put, you know, and pull on it, except he doesn't quite fall in. He he grabs onto a shelf above the pot and he's like, Hey, 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 you know, and he's screaming, you know, trying to get somebody to hear him and trying to get horse pulling the chair to stop but they don't doesn't his face get all burned oh all of him yeah gets good all he was a disgusting pedophile and i am a okay with that i actually wrote that on there too yeah it's like, fine I am okay with this get rid of him he sucked oh. he's gross and again i love that the owner's just like well nobody needs to know about those yeah <laughs> it's just sort of like this guy like the doctor the, you know the the doctor comes is like you know all of his nerves are screaming in pain. I can't imagine what that's like, you know, and, and, and the, the owner's just sort of like, well, let's get him out of here. They just haul him off later days. And he just promotes the next guy. He's like, so how would you like a raise, buddy? And you're like, oh, my God. That's probably how some places were run. I oh, mean, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And not, you're just- not Camp Sherman. Because that was a stellar establishment, I'm sure. But right, Girl Scouts of America, and you're just like, wow, oh, okay, and yeah. So that's you know that's one of our first things, right? And then I think yes. it's the next day when we have like the volleyball game where it's you know with like and yeah, and G- they're all pissed because Angela won't play and like she doesn't take part in any of the activities and, Ju- and judy's offended by this that angela doesn't have to do things that other people have to do yeah. why does she get to just sit there oh my it's god like, that's how i would have been at summer camp i hated sports I and she's but she's like oh my god you know i was like oh okay judy yeah. is a just a bitch well <laughs> She's I have such a bitch. My in my notes, I, have, I almost said a different word, but no, she is. No, she is. I in my notes, I have hi. My name is Judy, and I'm running for Miss Internalized Misogyny, 1983. Yeah, she's just. <laughs> and Meg is the reigning 1981 queen. Yeah, um, she's just awful. She's awful because she's just sort of like, well, and and because it part of it is because people are interested in Angela yeah because she's quite you know so people are like oh what's that you know and Judy's like look at me I have boobs has no one noticed and and there's one boy who's been particularly interested in like being kind to Judy and it's Ricky's like camp BFF his buddy Paul yeah he's and and I think she you know and and because he goes he goes back, you know, with Kenny and stuff. Angela's kind of like, all right, well, then he's he's probably okay. Yeah, you mean you know? Ricky? Or, or, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like, who's Kenny? <laughs> sorry. Ricky. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, we, but yeah, it's, I think that's part of the, the, the dynamic there with, with Judy is that, 
and and it seems that like in almost almost all camp movies or that that's a pretty common trope yeah is you know like the yeah is that queen bee girl that you know that girl who just for no reason seems to like hate the other girls and yeah. you're like oh my god and it's yeah. that sort of horrible the regina george of summer camps exactly isn't that she, she's the regina george of camp arawak absolutely right and her hair is amazing come on she's like always playing with this like mane of hair it is ridiculous amounts of hair <laughs> well, i was like oh my god causes her downfall in the end it does so who's the second kill um let's see so the second one okay so da, 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 da. Uh, ah okay so we've got oh that was it so we have the at the the camp social in the evening right so that's when um and that's when paul kind of makes friends with angela uh-huh. um and later that night we have a bunch of the boys who are trying to get the girls to go skinny dipping remember they're like oh come on and um oh yeah and then doesn't one of them get it and then they're and then they're like oh well then let's just go out for a canoe ride and and um one of the one of the boys is out there and um this you know with a girl and he purposely like tips the canoe over and so she has to swim back and he's just like screwing around out there and he's like messing around under the under the canoe and then all of a sudden yeah he's like hey like what are you you doing yeah it's you (laughs) exactly was he somebody who was messing with angela at the so I yeah there were guys that were messing with were. angela they were like teasing her i mean they all do they were, they were teasing everybody they were teasing her and paul and like yeah just, you know trying to yeah. get a rise out of everybody exactly exactly and um so you know we've got so we've so we've got that um that going on as well um but they you know when they find you know when they find this kid later of course and here's the other thing too i'm like how is all this stuff going on at night is nobody where are these where are these i know there's like no adults ronnie and mel are like the only adults they're like like so understaffed i'm all what in the fuck um yeah we have all all sorts of craziness there um and so yeah we've got we have tons of things going on there. And, and of course that, you know, this kid, this kid gets killed. And, um, and of course they say, Oh, it was this terrible accident. Can he drown? You know? And Ron's like, I don't know. I remember being a pretty good swimmer. Um, and so it's like, okay. And I think at this point, like they're kind of like getting suspicious that maybe something's up. Exactly. They're yeah, like, they're kind of like, this seems weird. You know, they're like, what? What's going on? And the owner is starting to kind of, huh? And then it's when the next, it's when the next to death happens. And then he and thinks that's yeah, and that's Billy. That's the guy who um who throws water balloons at her. Okay, and then there's yeah. just camp pranks because they're roaming around the camp like homeless exactly. dogs. Yeah, and exactly. They, like the boys are on literally the roof of like the cabin. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? 
you know, I had it. Uh, yeah. And they like peg her with a, a water balloon. But man, that girl goes goes down like you'd think like she was hit by a bowling ball. It yeah, was she like just topples. She's just like, boof. I'm like, wow. And Ricky gets so angry. He starts swearing like crazy. Oh, yeah. He's like, you fucking bastards. You're like, holy sh. Yeah. And like it's, he's like cockstockers, you know, just screaming in front of the camp owner. I love yeah. that. I mean, just and he has no qualms about it. And you're like, whoa. Like, you don't fuck with Angela. <laughs> yeah, he is. And you're like, you're like, damn. Okay. So, yeah. and then Props so Paul helps Angela get Angela away, and then yeah. Mel gets all up in Ricky's biz. Yeah, owner. I recall. And, yeah, and I I do not understand this. Um, why does why does Mel think that like Ricky has it out for him? Kids I- like what thirteen. Oh, no, he's like fuck? suspicious of Ricky immediately. Like, yeah, it's that Ricky kid, and I'm like, what the? I saw his why? temper. Yeah, and I'm all, what? What do you? Okay. So, does the the next big question that I have is is the Mel date? Oh my god. Okay, so this is where it gets even weirder. Is that apparently there's some kind of like romantic relation, established relationship between Mel that old greasy camp counselor like old like grandpa old and meg the bitchy counselor right who's like maybe 18 yeah he's like asking her on a date well she goes she goes remember that and she was like remember that steak dinner you owe me yeah she's into it yeah and and he's like yeah and she's like well i thought i could come over tonight yeah she wants to bone mel It's super weird. So she's like so excited. She's like gonna go primp in her green. Yeah, and I'm like her camp cabin. She's like singing to herself while she's showering to get ready to go like eat steak and bone greasy. And I'm Grandpa Mel. How bad is the food at camp that you're willing (laughs) to bone this old guy for a steak dinner? So gross that she's so. That's the thing. It's there's no like fucking polyester sansa belt pants. There's no like hesitation with her though she like is like, she like excited it. she's excited about it it's not just for the steak like, and she, i was and i'm she, like, like wants she wants his body and that's when i'm like this was written by a dude <laughs> because i just like no I, I i like wrote in my like margins like in what world would the girl initiate this <laughs> i mean and it's and it's not it's like it seems genuine like she is genuinely into father time um, yeah it's weird. And so she's yeah. primping it up. And prior to this happening, there was an incident, I believe, at the, the docks at the beach. Yes. Angela so like going on simultaneously. Yeah. You've got. Yeah. Um, Angela, Angela can't and swim. Paul, and they've kind of like they're kind of, you know, walking Flirting. and yeah, and it's kind of like a little sweet. She's kind of flirty with him a little bit. Too. Yeah. Well, because she's um, you feel safe with him. Yeah, because he's a friend of her cousins and and all of that stuff, and he um, and he does you know kiss her, and she, and and all of a sudden it's like it's she has this flashback, and that's when we start seeing ah. like, and we're like, okay, what's going on? Two right? little kids in this weird kind of like room, peeking in the door, right? Right. Right. So you got this idea. You're like, oh, okay. So this is, this is going back to when Angela was a little kid, when her brother was, oh, okay. That's her brother. And you go, oh, okay. And they're looking over at what appears to be their dad. 
and another man. And it's the same guy, I think, from the dog. It's the guy from the beginning. Yes, it is. And and you're like, oh, oh, okay. And so, and they're, you know, very clearly, you know, like in bed. Yeah. Right. With so and but it's not, you know, it's interesting because on on the one hand, yeah, you're supposed to like, I don't know. Like I think I don't know how we're supposed to see. Are we supposed to see them as like okay or creepy or that's the thing with this movie like I can't you can't tell like are we yeah because like from perspective of today like and the kids aren't horrified the kids are giggling no the kids are just like 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 little kids do when like they you know see their parents you know smooching or whatever they're like you know and it's totally and it's and it seems very innocent yeah it's it's an odd scene I don't really know what the intent was with the scene or right the expected reaction from it yeah I don't Amal was this and I mean okay obviously 1983 that's that's still pretty like whoa so maybe it was Um, meant to be like ooh pervy I don't know I I guess so and then and then you also have part of the flashback then you have this um then it's just the brother and sister just sort of sitting and they're like pointing at each other. There's this sort of, you know, um, circular camera angle going around. Oh, them. like where they were playing doctor or something, weren't they? Except they're not even. They're like both in their PJs. They're fully clothed. They're just sitting there kind of like pointing at each other and then like laughing and then and then just one of them is pointing at the other and they're just not really, you know, and they're not really laughing. So it's just a weird ass and you're like, vision. okay. And so you're like, oh, all right, okay. This so there's some all right, so maybe Angela's, you know, has some questions. Maybe she's, you know, kind of questioning sexuality, whatever. We, you know, the age yeah. that makes sense all seems plausible so she gets thrown in the lake by meg and judy's like trailing after going you know and tossed in the lake and ricky comes up and helps her and paul helps her and then that leads to the whole like meg date with mel thing right and our next corpse is meg is Meg through the shower wall yep one of, stabby, those, stabby. one of those drop-in one of those drop-in showers man yeah stabby and, stabby yeah oh it's not even stabby stabby it's just huh? like in and like down it's just oh like, right right she gets along. it oh yeah uh, what was it i was what was it? i was looking at the shampoo was it flex and i was laughing i was like oh my <laughs> I god i remember flex, flex remember shampoo? pert no. is pert still a shampoo <laughs> doesn't pert sound like it should be a dirty word it does hurt just it sounds too much like perv but it's not like, I don't know. It just pert like, pert well, and breasts, also because like, if you, well, and also if you say like, you know, like someone's being pert, you know, it's not yeah. meant as a compliment. It's being, it's usually means you're kind of a dick. You're being sassy. Yeah. Like you're kind of obnoxious. So anyway, <laughs> somebody should name shampoo better. Yeah. Toads. That was what we've learned. Um, and yeah, so we've got, yeah, so Meg is the next one who gets it, right? So the knife comes through the shark and she gets basically just sort of, you know, unzipped. 
Um, and I feel like at this point, kind of all hell breaks loose and there's like a oh, bunch of, a bunch it's of all, yeah, everything starts because it's like, do, 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 you know, things kind of go along for the first, I would say like 30 minutes. We go through like a live movie. time baseball game. <laughs> Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, and now let's get to the killing. My bodies. Boom, boom. boom. Yeah. It's like, go, go, go. Um, It's like they looked at the clock and they're like, oh, shit, we got people to kill. Let's go. Um, Yeah. So we've got, we've got Meg. And of course, she just sort of collapsed. And, and nobody, nobody is in because everybody's like gone out for their, you know, we've got one group who are like, you know, camping out for a night. We've got like the social going on over here. We have all these different things going on. So nobody is in the the cabins. Yeah. So nobody realizes. Oh, and Angela has a date. She's like to go to the the social. Right. With right. Paul. Yes. Or is she going to meet? I don't remember. They're she, gonna meet, yeah. She says that little like maybe at the dog side after, after right. the social. Yeah. Little thing that she says. Exactly. And so we've got, and Mel um, is like rabid. Yeah. And Mel's like, okay. And he even like, okay. He even like goes into the, um, yeah, he's called, he he kind of goes into like the dance there and is Uh like asking the other counselors, where's Meg? You got a dinner date with her. (laughs) She was supposed to meet me. And they're all, and, and the counselors are kind of looking at each other like, yeah, she's got a date with Mel. And I'm like, what the fuck? why what's so happening? he at this point does he find meg's body he does he finds meg's body and, and he's, he's like broken oh my god yes. <laughs> his child bride is dead yeah he, um, and then and, he and immediately i want to go how deep was this relationship between mel and meg yeah he is like so sad over meg and he and wants he's to like kill ricky and he's sure that it's ricky and i'm like what the f- I don't what know did Ricky and he keeps saying like he keeps saying like he's got it out for me I'm all what the fuck what? like you think he wants what, to murder what people? middle school boy has <laughs> it out for you old man what are you thinking and, yeah. yeah so he's like on the warpath to find Ricky totally on the warpath and meanwhile we've got you know the kids who are like camping in the woods um, you know, one of the, you know, two of the kids are like, oh, can you take us back to camp? And then, yeah, he takes them back only to come back and find that the remaining kids have been hacked up, you know? Um, so it's like left and right, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you're ping ponging basically sort of around the camp and it's like, I didn't remember that the killer killed all the little kids too. Oh yeah. Cause most of it were the kids mean, mean to the, yes. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, in the way that like, you know, kids, kids are, are in the way like kids are dicks, teasing. Yeah. Sure. Because everybody who's gotten off, you might have guessed is a connection to Angela. Exactly. Um, so and, and although at the same time, like they all do. I mean, mm-hmm. like everybody like sort of seeks her out. Yeah. Um, so, OK, I was Where just going to say, so like there's a lot going on. Mel's all crazy trying to find ricky ricky's trying to find angela like Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of plates spinning yes situation they're trying to like and then that doesn't like the nice guy like ronnie he's like trying to get people evacuated or something yeah ronnie's like we've got to kill her again we got to get the remaining kids we gotta you know we've got to round them all up he's he's like the only guy honestly who's like there for the kids and he's yeah. trying to make sure that things get done responsibly mel mel could give a fuck right so yeah and mel 
finally he runs into Ricky because Ricky's running around looking for Angela. And of course, thinking that he's caught him, um, Mel just beats the shit out of him. And he's a kid. He yeah. just wails on him. Right. And you're like, oh, my God. Which, I mean, I guess if you thought someone was a serial killer at your camp, like you should probably beat the shit out of him. But it's kind of ridiculous that he thinks Ricky's a serial killer. Exactly. And he's still and for he no still reason. Is- because exactly. he said cocksucker or something like at a kid who was bullying his cousin so that's why he's evil i guess yeah i guess and then well and but at the same time when he's done that and he doesn't know if like he's like killed this kid or not he goes he's like i gotta get out of here like he knows <laughs> that like I'm all, is that I'm the all arrow back. does he get killed with the bow and arrow yes he does yeah um yeah exactly he's like i gotta get out and you're like where are you gonna where are you gonna go like what okay and yeah so of course yeah he doesn't get too far before he takes a couple steps and he and and yeah he's looking off screen and we don't know who and he's like wait but it it can't be thunk yeah and he gets the arrow right through his oh, and then when does judy get it this is the, well yeah that was so presumably let's see what happens to judy is probably happening at the same time, Ricky's getting the stuff and beat out of him. So Judy's like hanging out in the cabin alone for some reason. Uh-huh. And um, she didn't want to go. To, she didn't want to go to the stupid dance. Well, there was the guy she was she was hanging out originally because she was making out with, you know, one of the older guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they almost get caught. And and he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, she's all mad at him. She's like, oh my God, you're, you know, you're such a pussy. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a way to win somebody back. Who wouldn't want to make out with you after you've insulted them? You know? So then um, the mysterious killer basically like, I don't even know how to describe this, like rapes her with a heat, heated well, curling okay, iron. So, the, so yeah, so the, so then she's, she's there alone. The door opens again. And they have the lights off because she doesn't want to go to the socials or she's just trying to lay low. So the door opens and she's like, who is it? And you can't see who it is. She's like, well, leave the lights off. Otherwise, we're going to have to go to the stupid social, you know. And then the person comes in. She's like, oh, it's you, you know, but she she kind of addresses everybody that way. So you're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this arm just shoots out and just boo, just cold cocks her, right? which is okay kind of satisfying i'm not gonna lie yeah judy's terrible because um, judy's terrible and you know kind of knocks her for a loop so she's kind of out and yeah so we have two things happening simultaneously we have like she's being smothered right because the killer killer takes a pillow you know from the from the bed and covers her face but then yes they also which is I don't know. This kill like is a little bit overkill to me. Oh <laughs> uh, like, yeah. This is um, like a 13 year old girl that they're showing getting like, like pummeled with a heated curling iron. And I'm just like, I didn't yeah. see that. Judy there's, deserved a horror movie death. But there's maybe a not lot the curling to unpack iron. there. Yeah. I mean like, okay. I'm like, so she basically, yeah. So we, she gets smothered. But yeah, simultaneously, yeah, she's being, you know, raped with a heated curling iron. Which, like... Oh, my God. I can't even... I don't even want to think about what that would even feel like. Oh, my God. 
like I think the shock from the burns would probably be enough to kill her. Well, but also, but remember, she's being there's, smothered. There's a, right, exactly. And so you're going to just, all of your air is going to be out of your body so fast because you'd scream. Oh my you know? God. I think I, you would just. It's I, just awful. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's an bad. awful, awful It's death. super bad. It's super bad. But they bad. show like, it in like silhouette shit. too, part of yes, it. Yes, this is true. This is true. But it's. Um, I think about it every time I use a curling iron. Right. To kill somebody. No, just it's, anytime I use a curling iron on my hair. On my hair. Um. I think about Judy. And there's, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. And like, I mean, I like, think that that's the only death that's overtly sexual. It is. And that's which is interesting, and, which is really interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, because yeah, you do have, you know, because Judy is that like alpha female and she's like mm-hmm. so aggressive and she's so like, you know, just sort of like, and, and at the same time, she's what, you know, you know what a girl's supposed to go supposed to look like and, and she, what did she say to her she's like you're a real recently. carpenter's dream <gasps> flat oh as a board and needing a screw yeah she's like it <laughs> needs a good screw oh my god and you're like holy shit and and oh yeah it's the, the nice girl slaps her though when she says that i think yes but like who just feels the need to just get that aggressive on somebody they barely even know so yeah I, don't I mean know. it's so there is though so I think there is I don't know there's a couple ways you could look at it so either we're you know either we're assuming that that like the killer hates you know Judy's femininity so to speak or sexuality or sexuality or that they're envious of it yeah right or both um or both right threatened but definitely but definitely that's like where that's that's where judy's power is it's her coach yes (laughs) you know and so yeah so it makes total sense that that's what you know yeah so judy goes bye-bye and then we have does anyone else get killed i don't well not till the very end so you have Angela yeah. leaving the social, the kids are leaving the social, the ones that don't know what's going on. And right. she tells Paul to like, so all this stuff so with, excited. yeah. So all the stuff with Judy was happening while Ricky was getting beat up. Right. And so, um, Angela, I think Paul thinks Angela's mad at her for kissing her, him kissing her. Yes. Yeah. And then she, you know, and then she kind of goes up to him and, and is like, yeah, you know, she's like, come, yeah, meet me at the beach. Meet me at the dock side after the social. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> just like and that. he's like, oh, okay, because he, and he's like, sweet, he does yeah, because he does like feel he feels bad that you know if he like pressured her, he wasn't really trying to. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he seemed like an okay kid. He does. He seems like an okay kid. Um. So so see. he's like hot dog. So he's like yay, and um. So, you know, of course, meantime, they're, you know, figuring out that like a whole group of campers has been, you know, slaughtered in their sleeping bags and that, you know, and that Judy has been killed with her curling iron and that Meg has been, you know, all these things. It's like, and it's all just happening all at once. And And they're trying to figure out where the other campers and trying to, you know, and that leads them to Angela. 
and to the beach. Were they looking for Angela? Did they suspect her? I can't remember. They're just looking. They're trying to just figure out who is unaccounted for. Okay. So then. And they so, yeah, so they're, so they are, um, so they're down there on the, on the beach. And you right? get the weirdest, like most nightmarish view. So they're all, they're like, oh my God, staring. <laughs> so like, yeah. So they go down and they're like, wait a minute. And then, of course, their flashlight, flash, oh, gee, my flashlight's not working so great, of course. Yeah. And then, and- like, is there, what's coming from over? It sounds like, sounds like singing, right? And they, as they get closer, you can see it's Angela and, and Paul. And it looks, and Angela's sitting like with her knees, like under her, you know, like her feet under her and, and Paul, and it looks like she's got Paul's uh, head in her lap. Like he's laying there and she's singing to him and you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. Right. Yeah. And then she stands up <laughs> and then you, and, and then you realize as they, as they get closer and stuff, you're like, oh, are these children naked? And then you're like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, what the hell? And then, um, and then, yeah, exactly. You go the money shot, and then the money shot, and they're like, "Oh my is, god, she's a oh, boy!" Yes, which is wow. And um, so it's Angela standing up, holding Paul's head. Well, no, she doesn't. Right? Even, no, she's not even holding. She just jumps up. It just rolls oh, off okay. her lap. And she is she holding and, a knife still? Yes. And she just and is we like, realize that she's yes sawed this boy's head off and that she and that she penis. is not a she yeah yes that she was she, a boy all along yes and we have this you know this sudden the flashback we do flashback again and we realize oh god right yeah um, crazy auntie the crazy auntie and you see you know we go back to when they first you know after. Angela first arrived at their home and after the oh, accident be living here now and da, 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 da. and we realize that Angela is really her brother Peter and the girl Peter was died. the one who survived Angela died but crazy aunt Martha already had a little boy and she literally says she's like she's like and that just wouldn't do we already have a boy you're going to be called Angela. That means angel, angel. I think. Angel. Isn't that lovely? And you're like, oh, what in the. Fuck? Yeah. So. And, and, and so you're like, oh, shit. So this, this child, this child seems to have suffered a psychotic break. And yes. I don't know that we can fucking blame them. <laughs> no, it's the way they film it, too. I think they used a body double they with a did. mask of her face and like it a doesn't face line up it doesn't line it, up it, right it doesn't it does look quite horrifying because you can't figure out what's wrong with it and she looks like she's mm-hmm. screaming but i don't know that there's a noise coming out as i recall there is it's just kind of this like <laughs> it's this weird yeah. it's, it's unsettling sort of it's like growling and she's just holding her face in this sort of like rictus kind of like yeah snarl and making this noise with this big knife and a dick and you're like what just happened and and that's literally it a lot of people over the generations that have seen this movie and there's literally there's no resolution there's nothing yeah there are sequels and they're 
god awful. So don't I'm watch sure them. They they're are. they're like not even fun. God awful. No. They're just god awful. No. Yeah. Interestingly and- enough, Bruce Springsteen's sister plays Angela in them. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, they're bad. No. Lots of boobs in those movies no. too. So this is the thing, like this movie. I'm sure, like you it's it's really like a complicated package to unwrap no pun intended um because it's like transphobic for sure because the but then then like you also have this layer of it where like this one person was forced to this be a gender choice yeah it was forced to be a gender that exactly. they were not and exactly. forced to live in that role and mm-hmm. because of that, there's a lot of damage and trauma. And that's exactly. not, that's not a transphobic statement I, because right. like, exactly. that's what happens to, to people who are transgender. They are not like, they might be assigned female at birth, but they're not. And they're forced to live like a girl when they don't, that's not who they are. And if right. they're, it's done abusively, it can cause a lot of harm. Like, I mean, some a people lot. don't intend because they don't understand, but like, there's a lot of people nowadays, especially that don't listen to their kids who reject that idea and exactly. cause so much harm. It's like not just be- being unknowledgeable or not knowing anymore. It's right. Like people know now. Exactly. And I mean, so and I mean that obviously, sense- and, and obviously, you know, in, in this story, yeah, it's not that like the aunt just, oh, just didn't understand. No, the aunt legit said, I already have a boy. I want a girl. You're going to be a girl. Yeah. And so that's when I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. Fuck them up, Angela. Fuck them so up. So there's sis. plenty of articles you know? about it, like where it'll so say, many. Like, a transgender's defense of sleepaway camp. And Dude, I can see like, that. It's like an it's like an LGBT, you know, cult Re- classic. Or like or like Which rape fantasy, really like revenge fantasy. It's just interesting because it's not like a person assigned male. It's just I it's such a complicated <laughs> for right. such a stupid like oh, movie. A, it's right. It's exactly. so complicated because of the whole like like gender identity aspect of it exactly and, and then that also, makes oh go ahead there there's so many yeah there's just the whole thing the whole story is all i mean basically is just like sexual politics you know and yeah. just and and just sort of like expectations and and roles and what happens to people when they don't fit in you know so like i mean just because these, Oh, sorry. I was just thinking this just popped into my head because like, yeah, Peter slash Angela. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like was a was a male at birth Mm -hmm. and probably felt like a male or never got to the point where they inspected their gender or like considered it, especially in 1983. So there's no reason to think that Peter was was trans happy as a boy yeah this this is something that was forced upon them so it, it d- yes. takes that idea of like what what someone would go through and like flips flips it like or yeah. turns it quarter sideways i don't know it's 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 just a no weird yeah yeah because well because it does because it does kind of make you think about yeah like oh shit yeah how would that affect you if you mm-hmm. been sort of forced and like like okay also does well, I mean, obviously Ricky knows her cousin knows. We don't really know if he knows. There's like a lot of he, like he people says, arguing. 
no, but he says though in the beginning he says to his mom he says don't worry i'm not gonna tell anybody i thought know, that was because something. she forged the um the medical examination notes but like it, but she but did that, it herself and she's like can't let them know i did it myself so he's exactly, like i'm not gonna tell anybody but like yeah but but like he knows why she forged them I think you could interpret it that way, or you could interpret that she's just not supposed to do it herself. And also, and I mean, Peter was still very when he first protective was there, of her. He was also very still Peter. So I yeah. mean, Ricky would have been old enough to, to remember. Yeah. yeah, it's not like he was a so you know what I mean? it's like he was a baby. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, but then at the same and, and yeah, so I mean, I feel I feel bad for Ricky in a lot of ways too because I think, yeah, I feel like he got really put into a weird fucking situation everybody did they're all it's it's so jacked up and so bizarre and like yeah you have a person who you thought was a girl who's really a boy being a psychotic serial killer and in that sense that's that's super transphobic but then again like i said said like you you can like look at it and like if you analyze it in a different way it's a different statement which is i don't know and i don't know that that was intended it might have been I accidental. I, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was. I don't, I don't, yeah. think, but I think it's, it's so, it's so interesting though. And it's the other thing too, that I, I noticed a bunch of times is just, yeah, so much. Well, and we see this obviously, well, we talked about a little bit, just the, just the sort of dynamic, this sort of just gender politics, right? Like um, the, you've got like over and over right in this movie um you'll see how you know somebody talks to her and and the fact that she doesn't respond to people oh my god she doesn't make them feel comfortable oh my god yeah that she yeah exactly that it's sort of like my comfort is not you know or like your comfort is not my problem and man that pisses people off like it seems like the you know like the the girls the other girls are kind of like whatever you know mm-hmm. and and don't really but like the you know with obviously the exception of judy and meg who are like you know who absolutely hate her but it seems like like all the boys go absolutely nuts you know they get instantly like aggressive Mm-hmm. Immediately, they assume that she's looking down on them, you know, because, you know, because 13 year old girls wield so much power in the world. Yeah. Um, and then that like translates to them like aggressively pursuing her. Right. Yeah. And like trying to punish to get her. her in like and, and also but also trying to punish her like sexually. Like it, it, that's the thing that's so weird. Like if she just talked, they wouldn't give two shits about her. They wouldn't look at her twice because they'd be like, "Yeah, she's flat as a board, and she look, you know, she's she a little girl. Looks, she's a little girl, right?" And mm-hmm. there, you, the, there's Judy over there who's like, "Hey, you know," um, but it's like because she doesn't talk to them it's like you know she doesn't she doesn't act like a girl she doesn't flirt she doesn't you know do all the stuff that they expect so it's like their masculinity is totally threatened by her existence exactly and somehow you know and they suddenly like need to conquer her you know and you're looking at some of these boys and you're like you're like 17 fucking years old that's (laughs) weird 
It's just a weird movie. And you're like, why do you care? But that's, but at the same time, okay, that, that shit, that still happened. Oh, totally. I mean, how, how different is that then, you know? you're prettier when you smile hey can i get to smile or any of that kind of or you're gonna be hot when you're 18 which i used to get told by older guys at the beach all the time growing up hey how old are you 17 oh you're gonna be hot in a year like gross gross i wasn't by the way (laughs) i'm still waiting i I had people say just like the grossest things to me (sighs) growing up just yeah gross, and I mean, gross or weird just and that's, gross or weird and, and, that's to me. and that's what's kind of interesting too because in in this movie yeah there there is just so much of that right there's so much of that yeah. just like gross weird you know and yeah it's that whole idea that like girls are supposed to just sort of play along with that and it's the fact that she doesn't talk that kind of like makes her um target a target so I think if you're interested in kind of unpacking the whole gender stuff, like there's, there's a lot of articles online. Like oh, so many. Yeah. Look, look it up, do some research on that. Cause it it's perplexing. It's there's a lot of like layers that are interconnected. It's odd. And like I said, I don't, I don't think it was probably intentionally like something, but no. I think it accidentally stumbled into something that maybe like, I don't even yeah. know what to say. I'm not no, being no, very no. well-spoken. I- no, I, I think you are. It's got accidental depth that it didn't mean to have. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, huh, how? Yeah. E- yeah. Where it's just that sort of accidental. Somehow I watched the thing. commentary track or listened to it for this movie. I don't own this movie, so I have no idea where or why that happened, but I uh-huh. have. Maybe I got it from Netflix when we used to get videos you know, sent to us oh, yeah. and, and listen to it then. It was pretty interesting though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would listen to that one again to get more insight. Yeah. The n- other movie we wanted to talk about was the other camp movie, um, Fear Street in 1978. And oh, I think, yeah. again, you have somebody who doesn't play by the rules at all that kind of ends up being a target. Right. She is not withholding anything. She kind of just lets everyone have it but it definitely makes her a target in a little more traditional way. Yeah. So this movie kind of picks up with the end of the first fear street movie and you get, um, you get like a story about the previous generations, like experiences with Sarah fear, the, the witch, the legendary witch in this movie. Legendary. Yes. And you get this camp horror movie kind of is like a backstory to Jillian Jacobs character um, from community. She looks very different with brown hair, I think. <laughs> um, and you get Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. Yes. Who like, if I could go back in time and look like her, I would, because she's so cute. I like, know, right? That's like what I wish I looked like. Right. Um, so she's the main character. She's being harassed by these bitchy, like Judy-esque girls they're calling her a witch they're literally hanging her in the first scene right I know, right no, hanging I her like hanging her for real um and then it gets busted up mm-hmm. and um but they like kind of, trash her her part of the cabin too don't they yeah they're just bitches you're like what the fuck and then you find out it's a whole like shelbyville uh 
Springfield rivalry at this camp. <laughs> um, Shady Vale and Sunny Hills <laughs> yes, or yes. Sunny Hills Puppy Farm. I don't know. Sunny, something <laughs> that's Sunny Mill Puppy Farm. Is that where no, Daisy's from? No, Daisy, Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. <laughs> Welcome to that's Amy. where Snoopy comes from. Yes. By the by, if you wanted yeah. to know that. So we get introduced to this whole rivalry that's, you know, between these two towns, that's kind of a theme throughout all three movies. And it's playing out at this camp Nightwing or some weird ass name for a camp. What is it? Right. Night, Nightwing, Nightshade. Yeah, it is. Nightcrawler camp. I don't know what it's called. It's a cooler name than Arawak though. It is. It is. Or Anawana from uh, Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> Do you remember that show? I'm a little too old. For, I mean, oh, I remember you it know existing, it though. but I, I know yeah. of it. So apparently Sponge went to a nearby high school at the one of the kids in that show, a Nickelodeon show. Anyway, back to oh, huh. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's like a color war that's going to start where mm-hmm. at night where they're going to like have some battle and they're all excited about it. Mm-hmm. Or the, I don't know what it is like paint gun, paintballing, but without paintballs. Yeah. You know, it seems like a typical camp thing. I don't know if people yeah, really do it, that kind of thing at camps, but they it do it seems in movies like the, about camp. Yeah. And also, I mean, it seems like the kind of thing you do like at spirit week at school and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to happen at night. Again, there's like no adults at this camp. No. Like nobody adult. There's some camp counselors who look barely older than the campers. One of them is Sadie Sink's big sister, who's like a super goody goody mm-hmm. that the other badass, like rebellious camp counselors like to tease. Yes. She's super prissy. And yes. she and 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 wait, what is her name? I'm trying to remember her name. Cindy. Izzy and Cindy, I think. Yeah. Well, Izzy is Sadie Sink. And is it Izzy? I thought it was something Ziggy. Ziggy. That's it. Yeah, not Izzy. I'm Ziggy. like, it's like I'm like it's Ziggy. I'm like it's like the cartoon. Yeah, like Ziggy. So, she, yeah. so we have Ziggy and Cindy, I think. Yeah. Right. Yes. So Cindy's super prissy, but she's got a boyfriend who they like yeah. act like he's prissy too, but he didn't seem prissy at all. He seemed like he'd be one of the bad boys, but he wasn't. I know. Yeah. And there's definitely like a Stranger Things kind of ripoff vibe going on here, um, which is fine because Stranger Things was a big ripoff of not ripoff, but like homage. To- An homage. Yeah. <laughs> so Cindy and Ziggy don't get along. And then there's just a lot of conflict with everybody. Everybody's pissed off at everybody else. There's a nurse. That, because they're teenagers. Yeah. This is why camp is a bad idea. Like, let's put a bunch of hormonal, angsty teenagers all together with, like, little supervision and a huge, weird town rivalry and see what shit goes down. Yeah. But, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, but that's the setup weird. for the movie. So you need it. Exactly. Anyway. And as a parent, you know better better away from me just get these kids out of my house man yeah i mean the struggle's real it is it is <laughs> sometimes they just need to duke it out at camp with mine machete. can't with machetes and you know it's probably better that way <laughs> um so everything is all like conflicty and then Ziggy has to go to the nurse, Nurse Lane, who's one of the few people who's nice to her. But then Nurse Lane goes like batshit and tries to kill Cindy's boyfriend and is like, tonight I'm going to kill you. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. She was like, I saw your name and yeah. I have to do this and I'm so sorry. And you're like, oh, shit. So then she gets knocked the fuck out, gets taken away. Yeah. And 
everyone's just trying to like put the pieces together about what's going on. And then one, the group of older kids with Cindy go off, they find some map or something and they go off into the woods and it all has to do with Sarah fear. We don't need to get in like a huge plot summary of this, but, Mm -hmm. um, so you have that storyline going on where Cindy is going, I think that's her name, but she's, they're exploring. And, and, and Sarah Fear is, you know, everybody sort of like knows who she she's is. The she's the like the the local legend, the the witch that was put to death. The cursed, she cursed the town. And she cursed them, yes. Before. And that's why Shady Vale or whatever has so much crap going on. Right. And Shady Burke. Like, and this is why the, you know, the the Shady Siders don't have anything and the Sunny Vale people have everything. And yeah. And a lemon tree. Like in the <laughs> like Shelbyville and their are their one lemon tree. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so they, they're like exploring they're trying to find something to do with Sarah fear. It's, it's kind of complicated. The whole legend of Sarah fear. Um, it is, it is a little bit so that, I mean, the, yeah, it, it has to do with her hand. Isn't it like, it's crazy. So just watch that. Yeah. There, that there's a little, yeah. There's a little stuff there. I'm like, um, this plot point could be a little tighter, but fuck it okay i'm good with yeah it i feel like i should like put post-its on the wall and try to figure it out yeah there's there's yeah exactly i'm like the string you so know they're like these. The, the point is is that they're they're going to like what they think is like the the like where her house used to be and they're like exploring and they get in this cavern and then they get like the boyfriend gets like possessed and just starts trying to kill them and you realize that's why Nurse Lane was trying to take him out because she had discovered this and she knew he was going to be the next one to kill everybody. The next evil person is part of the, the shady, yeah. shady sides uh, exactly. history. And she and her ex-best friend kind of like bond back together and they make up and you find out that Cindy didn't used to always be so prissy and goody goody. She used to be kind of mm-hmm. more like a punk and, and like a real shady sider, but yeah. she, um, she just wanted to like see if she did everything right she could escape shady side so she was just trying really hard to kind of put that behind her and like not be herself to try to like be somebody else to leave and her friend and her kind of come to like an understanding and try to figure out what to do to stop all this and it's it's actually a fairly complicated <laughs> there's lots oh, of little yeah. like twists and turns but it was kind of cool relationship they had i thought unfortunately doesn't end well mm-hmm. um and then you kind of get a reunion of, of Ziggy and her sister kind of back reunited together. You also get this stuff with Ziggy and bonding with this dude, the guy who turns out to be the sheriff in oh, the yeah. first movie. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's important for the other movies. Yeah. His character and like, you kind of... And he, helped, and he helps her to like get her, you know, revenge, to get on, revenge on, yeah, the girl, the girl who's picking on her and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they, they have like a which moment, was, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. And they, they like, <laughs> he really does want her to survive. He wants to help her. Like he keeps trying to like save her and help her the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then like, I don't even know. I don't want, want to totally spoil it, but I mean, I guess if you are listening, you've probably already seen it. Um, maybe 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 not so i don't want to like wreck the ending necessarily but yeah. you have a lot of those same camp tropes of just no adults people being horrible bitches and nasty mean people yes. and like you know bonding some bonding yeah. going on yeah as you see in a lot of camp movies um 
I don't know what, what else there is to say really about it. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's, I thought, um, yeah, I really liked the way they um, did make you feel like it was in that time period, Mm -hmm. you know, and that like, oh yeah. And so some of those things you had to take into consideration of like, oh yeah, you wouldn't really be able to you know, call this person or that person and, and you're more isolated. Yep. And, and I like the very uh, pointed use of the cat Stevens song. The first cut is the deepest. That was (laughs) perfect. I was like, I was like, Oh man. Yeah, no, they had, um, in, in all of the fear street things, I thought the music was, was you know well done yeah I I mean obviously yeah there's some people who are gonna nitpick about it was a little I think it was a little less um beating you over the head in the 78 one and 94 I felt like it it felt like sometimes they were just shoehorning songs in just to get them in right and it felt a little more organic in the 70s one yeah um that's true a little bit more like fitting The, the issue I had I think was that with the nineties one, they didn't stick to the same like genre of songs. So you had so much like random things stuck together and it was so quick in succession. It was a bit jarring and you noticed it. It was like, like we said, like one of those old MTV shows. Yeah. Like that you used to, you know, we used to watch in the nineties. There was that (laughs) one about sex. What was that called? Lights off or undercover. That was, I think that was all of them. (laughs) There was that one where they had like a rotating cast and it was like, um, yeah, that does kind of ring MTV. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but so seven, this isn't the most astute I've ever been. I apologize, but it, it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. You can't watch it without the other three. They all wrap up or the other two, they all wrap yeah. up together. Yeah. Um, and Sadie sync did a great job and the cast yes. all did a great job. They were yeah. all good there. Yeah. The casting is really good. Yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, and so it really is what is it goes 90 94 first and mm-hmm. then 78 so it's not chronological so it's 94 78 and then 16 66. 66 I thought it was 66 at first and I was like it's gonna be boring it's just going back like 10 years like <laughs> and then, and then all, I was like oh, oh 16 66 I get it and so all, and all I ever think of is just sort of like god it would have been awful i know i know i anywhere like anywhere seriously no just horrible like and they made (sighs) that actually probably more fun than it really would have been i know it was horrible i know because at least they could smile at each other i I know i'm just like just just the dirt oh god you know? shoot me i like it i can't imagine just living in that time and like it's like just, oh look we're having porridge again and like honestly <laughs> that the two just, the girl like the lesbian relationship it's so heartbreaking like because oh, it's like no it, it's it, people feel like that now right about what they go through like know. you know and it's like it's just a barely a metaphor for like what people feel like whereas like yeah where you're like oh well let's go back to the 1600s where you know you could come out and be hanged in the same yeah. day you know and you're like yeah fucking a it's just, just like, terrifying it, it was very traumatized like just watching it was like oh 
oh, so painful and horrible. Oh, yeah. And it was just uh, a more oh, over the know. top. I mean, the same feeling when you watch Witch. I'm like, oh, God. What a, like when the taste of butter is like decadent Satanism, you know, that Black <laughs> Philip tempts her with. Does thou like to live deliciously? And, uh, you're like, ooh, butter. You're like the taste of butter. The like, forbidden oh. butter. Yeah. Just what the fuck? Uh, I know. Thank you. As I know, shitty you... as things are right now, I mean, at least their world wasn't, their ocean wasn't catching on fire, but they wouldn't have known if it did anyway, because they were, <laughs> they didn't have technology. Because you never traveled further than five miles beyond where you were born. Yeah, just, I just can't even. No. So I am reading a supposedly a slasher book. Okay. Oh, it's horror. It's not mm. slasher, but it's set at a camp. It's by Riley Sagar. It's called The Last Time I Lied. I'm not finished with it yet. I really like it. It's okay. super fun. Um, it's right up my alley. I have a soft spot for like girl groups at like boarding schools or at camps where there's always that like one like bitchy girl and then there's the hero girl and they're like bonding and there's mm -hmm. conflict. Like usually if it's in the horror genre, a lot of times there's witchcraft involved or like True. some deep, dark, dirty secret. So like True. I read the book cracks, which has that aspect. They're at a boarding school in South Africa, I think. And like you have modern day people and then you have the, the like old story about what happened and you don't know what it is, but it's all this traumatizing story and cracks and like you get it kind of unfolding for you. And they had, a, there was a movie with Eva green in it. It's hmm. definitely triggery. Cause it has this like woman who's grooming these girls. Right. And she basically just, it's, it's yucky, but it's a good book. Um, hmm. you have like picnic at hanging rock again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was that remake mini series that kind of dealt with that a little bit more too. Um, more the girls hanging out more, more and stuff. If you, I don't know if you yes. saw it, it had, um, Marjorie Tyrell from Game of Thrones in it playing Miss Appleyard. It was okay. Yeah. But it's that same aspect of like when the girls, if you've seen Picnic at Hanging Rock, when Irma comes back to visit them after she's been returned and they're all like in that gym and they kind of like almost attack her because they want to know what happened. Mm -hmm. And then like just the weird little hints about like, oh, we found her and she wasn't wearing her clothes. She was just wearing her petticoat or, you know, like when she saw the teacher, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen Picnic and Hanging Rock? Not in a long time. I, I, that All that rings a bell. I just don't remember all the details. So there's like these little hints of sexuality and thing like impropriety, yeah. like where maybe it's a metaphor for somebody getting pregnant or like, you know, I mean, if you, right. it, it's just weird. So this book kind of has that same type of idea where like, there's this woman who's an artist and she's had something happen in her past that she can't like stay away from mentally. And it was at a camp that she went to like this, like rich, rich bitch camp, they call it. And <laughs> she went to one summer and these girls disappeared. Her, her cabin mates disappeared and all, she all, painted, all of them, there were three. Yeah. And they oh, disappeared oh, and she kind of hints that she knows why, or that she was sometimes she, it's like, she knows why and she lied and she caused it. But then other times she's trying to find out what happened to them. So I don't know why she thinks she caused it. I have not gotten to that part yet. She's trying to investigate to find out what happened to them. And like her artwork that she makes, this is what I kind of got me was like, she was doing a, a show, her first gallery show. 
and she describes her process and she has all these paintings of, of the woods and of forests and stuff. But what she does mm. first is she paints portraits of the three girls that went missing. And then she paints over them with like Van Gogh levels of paint of the what forest. The so that okay. people who buy the painting don't even realize that underneath it is this portrait yeah, of these girls. three girls. Right. So it's kind of cool. And she just does it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and she's like, I don't, I don't know what else to paint. I don't like, she's stuck. That's it. That seems healthy. Yeah. yeah, she's totally stuck. Um, and there's like little things that kind of come out along the way, like little, but there's also kind of this mystery going on. She gets invited back to the camp to be an art teacher at the camp. And she's like, doesn't want to go, but then she's like, yeah. they're, re- they're reopening it now, finally, like 15 or 20 years later. So she decides to go for closure. And she also wants to do some snooping and see if she can figure stuff out. Mm. And then there's a mix up. And she gets placed in, she has to, all the camp the teachers have to sleep in a cabin with the student, with the campers. There wasn't enough spaces or something. So she sure. picks her old cabin to stay oh, in. As you would. Yeah. And so she's staying there with the three girls, you know, teenage girl campers. And like, I don't know, it's, and you're getting all these flashbacks and like back then stories where she's like, she's younger than the girl she was staying with. She's like 13 and they're like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference at that age, you know? Yeah. Very yeah. innocent. And like, she really looks up to this one girl, um, Vivian. They're always named Vivian. Who's always. like, you know, the beautiful alpha bitchy liar, right. cool girl. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what's going on. We're trying to figure it out and I'm really, really enjoying it. I've had Riley Sagar's stuff recommended many times. Mm-hmm. but this is the first one that I've actually read. So I'm liking yeah. it. Right. It's my camp story. Right on. Prax okay. is a boarding school. Picnic and Hanging Rock is a boarding school, but there's always that same kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. With that type of story. What's that? God, there's a Lois Duncan. God, from back in the day. What is that? Down a Dark Hall? That oh, that's, yeah. I, I love that one. That one's isn't scary. That, wasn't that one? A, wasn't that a boarding yes, school? Yes, it is. is. That, okay. It's a boarding school. They all stay there and they do art and like get possessed by ghosts. It's creepy as fuck. And the movie sucked. Lois um, Duncan, man. Yeah. Way drug. I would recommend that. It's still a good story. Hell yeah. Yeah. Down a yeah. dark hall. They have like the new editions of it too, with the new yeah. cover art and everything. Yeah. The movie was not good. It was like a modern version of it. it oh yeah. No. Didn't like it. It's not going to be my brain movie. I don't so, want it. <laughs> there's so many camp slasher flicks that we just didn't even think it was like worth getting into other those other ones because they kind of like you have the modern one that kind of took all the hints from the old-fashioned ones and then you have the the like biggest weirdest one that anyone could mention sleepaway camp exactly so we're just kind of like leave it at that yeah leave it there i mean go to camp there's lots of camp franchises you can choose from if you want to invest a weekend and just you know be glad that you're not at camp Camp Crystal Waters. Yeah. Crystal Lake, yeah. right? Is that oh, you're right. Camp? I'm like, is that a different one? Crystal no, Waters you're is right. that singer. From- <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yes, it is. You're right. It's Do you camp remember Crystal that thing on In Living Color where they made fun of her? No. Oh my God, I'll have to send it to you. It's so funny. Oh In Living Color child of the 90s here oh my god yeah to watch it to see what the fly girls were wearing because it was like very important and j-lo was an original fly girl wasn't she yes and there was always that like one white fly girl with a really really long blonde hair 
yeah. remember her too. I do remember that. Anyway, randomness, of course. <laughs> That's my brand. Oh, um, hello. Yes. So thanks for listening to us babble endlessly about summer camp and yeah. dangers. Even though Elle went to one, it turned out fine. Nothing happened. Relatively. It's probably a good idea to just stay home. Honestly. <laughs> There's lots of YouTube tutorials on how to like make lanyards and tie dye and shit. And honestly, that's what I go to camp for. Yeah. I'm going to make lanyards. I I would have enjoyed. I can make really involved ones. I would enjoy art. Like, you know, the arts and crafts section. Literally all I do at camp. And like, just like if they tried to make me play volleyball, I'm like, what's the difference between this and school? I'm not playing volleyball. No, that's ridiculous. My friend Required went to camp and she sports no, like no, no, she no. went to camp and when she came home, she had like learned how to do black and white photography. That is something you could spend some time doing. Oh, yeah, okay, no, camp. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, but volleyball, mm-mm, not doing no. it. No, I'd pull an Angela and just stand there and let the ball hit in the head yeah. or Daria, I guess. Same difference, <laughs> right? I would be like archery, I would maybe only do archery, and maybe Angela just needed like a Jane. Or a Daria to keep her company. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If she'd had a buddy, she yeah. still would have been forced into being Although who she I wasn't. Think she had a, <laughs> I think if she had a buddy, though, they yeah. would have just killed more people faster. True, true, true. The folie à deux. Like, <laughs> folie à deux. <laughs> she tried to pronounce that. My French is not that good. Wasn't, that wasn't bad. I can say aubergine. Aubergine. On that (laughs) note, we will bid you good night as we make ourselves laugh and Mm -hmm. continue to talk after we stop recording. Um, Check us out on Instagram, Season of the Witch podcast. The link is in the profile for the podcast. And um, yeah, thank you and have a good night. Bye.